Hello there, beauty hunters. Now imagine this. You can go minutes without air, days without water, and over a month without food. But how long can you push the boundaries without quality sleep before your creativity takes a nosedive? Today, we're going to dive into the secrets behind sleep, one of your ultimate superpowers for a vibrant and creative life. Get ready to rethink all those late night marathons. Let's get into it. Hello, creative soul. Welcome to the Beauty Hunters podcast. Are you feeling stuck? Not having enough time, money, or energy to create? Do you want to make a difference in this world with your creativity, but you feel exhausted by life's responsibilities and void of inspiration? You are not alone. We are your hosts, Jonathan and Michelle Rose, fellow creative souls who understand the struggle. We once lived a life consumed by the daily grind, leaving us feeling empty and dead inside. And that all changed when we discovered the mindsets and skills that allowed us to stay in creative flow and infuse everyday life with creative passion. We are here with strategies and inspiration to help you fill your daily life with vibrant creativity. If you are ready to thrive and take your creativity to the next level, then grab your coffee, tune in, and let's create a more beautiful world together. So before we get started on the riveting topic of sleep, we want to share some love from one of our incredible community members. Estelle left us a beautiful review that says, Perfect for all creatives. As a singer, voice coach, and actor, this is a show I absolutely need to help fuel my creativity. Thank you so much for sharing. This is truly an inspiring, awesome resource for all creatives. We appreciate your kind words, Estelle. Your words fuel our creativity and help others discover the vibrant community that we're trying to build. And for even a deeper dive into conversations and connections, come join our Facebook group. It's a space filled with like-minded souls who, just like you, are on a journey to live a vibrant and creative life. Now let's get back to the magic of sleep. Okay, so sleep is a topic that Jonathan and I have been talking about a lot recently with Samuel and Jasmine about getting babies to sleep through the night. But then also, Jonathan and I often, as nobads, get the same question from people, and that is, do you miss sleeping in a real bed? So Jonathan, do you want to set that record straight? Yeah, as, as if in our camper, we don't have a real bed. The other one is a real bathroom. That's right. <laughs> like if we're if we're visiting some friends out of state and we're just parked in their driveway, they'll say things like, do you guys want to come in and have a real shower? And what I want to say is, yes, that'd be great. I forgot to change the hay in our stall, right? <laughs> no, we have all the comforts of home. We have a real bed. And this week in this January cold snap, we weathered single digit temperatures just fine in our camper. And we slept like babies, uh, pun intended, since we're talking about babies coming and all the sleep that our daughter and son-in-law are about to lose when the baby comes. Yeah. <laughs> so why are we talking about sleep on a podcast for creatives? Well, besides the fact that Michelle is a health and fitness coach, she's always at the ready to talk about health hacks. Sleep is often an overlooked topic despite it being one of our top physiological needs for human survival. Yeah, it's actually quite fascinating. When you ask people what is important in life, and you will hear things like a good job or making good money or just other types of priorities, and yet when you poll the United States about its true needs of life, 
We're talking things like air, water, food, sleep, shelter. 75% of people in the U.S. are chronically dehydrated. And then 44.2 million people reported not eating enough food in 2022. And this is the part that involves sleep and is a staggering um, number that I didn't expect is one in three are sleep deprived. Wow, that's like over 30% of the population right. are and sleep then deprived. On, on top of that, 40% of people admit to dozing off monthly at work. Oh, geez. I wonder how many doze off at the wheel and just didn't admit it. Yeah. That's terrifying. <laughs> right. So today we're going to go ahead and peel back these layers to these foundational base- basics and explore what your body, mind, and spirit truly need to not just survive, but to thrive. There are no substitutes or shortcuts to these basic needs. And so that's why we want to cover them here. And let's go ahead and dive into those secrets of the good night's sleep and reclaim this essential for our vibrant living. All right. So, Jonathan, I think we should start this whole thing off by letting our listeners know how different our sleeping patterns are. They're like night and day, literally. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, as far as I can remember, you have always been the morning person and I've always been the night owl. Yeah. Um, Michelle is just one of those people that wakes up at the crack of dawn, bright eyed, bushy tail, just ready as soon as her feet hit the floor, she's going. I am the... In a good mood. In a, and in a good mood, which drives all of us non-morning people crazy. <laughs> all of you non-morning people who have that bright-eyed, bushy-tail person in your life, you know what I'm talking about. You're just like, oh, go away. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we've always been that way. I'm the night owl. I can stay up late. And do it very productively and have no problem sleeping in. And that's just my left to my own devices without discipline. That's how I'll do life. Now, I've had my seasons where I've been self-disciplined to get up early because I needed the extra time to accomplish some goals. Also, I love getting up for the occasional sunrise and there's a chance to go beauty hunting early in the morning. I love that. But normally it's just a snooze button for a few times And then a cup of coffee and just a slow roll while I journal and read my Bible. And yeah, it's a very slow roll. But there was a season when you were studying how to biohack your sleep and how to biohack our circadian rhythms. And it really got me curious. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? And then we can talk about the season of life that that led us into. Yeah, you know, um, for fun... I do love to learn biohacking tips. Just like I've said in the past, I love my numbers. I am on the geeky side. (laughs) And although um, sleep wasn't broken at that time, I was trying to work on trying to get every drop of energy out of my body because that was during that season where I had that health crisis. Um, And so at the same time I was researching biohacking, I simultaneously also discovered a book on the Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod, and we'll probably cover that in a future episode. But I do want to mention that here because it did play a key part in us um, putting priority into those biohacking sleeping patterns that I was learning about. And here's a funny thing. They're now calling it uh, sleep hygiene. They're calling it sleep hygiene these days. Who's they? I don't know. What kind know. of crazy work <laughs> description is that? Sleep hygiene? Right. So we're going to call it sleeping I mean, I don't, patterns. I don't, I don't put brushing my hair, brushing my teeth, and washing my face in the same category as sleep. Right. It's not a hygiene item. 
So anyway, we're gonna know. we're gonna talk about sleeping patterns, rhythms, you know, how to biohack those things. But anyway, we both decided to give it a shot together, which probably helped a lot in the accountability side of things. So let's go back to that episode we just covered on friendship and its importance here. Yeah. You know, for someone like Jonathan who did not want to get up early, being able to do it with someone, I'm sure played a big part. Oh, sure. I would not have done the season of the Miracle Morning without someone else to do it with. Right. Misery loves company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it you know that was a catalyst um, for that transformation that we did not anticipate was coming, but now we know happened, and so we are big, big advocates for this. You know, getting through this biohacking, your sleeping patterns in the miracle morning. Yeah, you know, and it worked because, you know, just kind of share the the end of the story first. Um, we. Prior to that season, I would never have called myself a morning person. Right. And I still don't call myself a morning person. But because of that season of doing the miracle morning, I'm more a morning person now than I ever have been. I'm consistently getting up earlier and making the making more use of that morning space better now than I ever have in my life. And it all comes back to that. Well, and I'd say before that season, you would have said you hate to get up early. It's a strong word, but I probably would have said that. Yeah. Yes. And so now? I don't hate getting up early. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, our lives found a new rhythm. And in that new rhythm, it included a burst of creativity that we did not anticipate at all. That's true. When we started doing the Miracle Morning, seriously, when I was taking my sleep seriously, creatively, I was on fire. That was that season where I was writing like two or three poems a day. And I think a large part of it is because my sleep was so good that I just had capacity. And so today we just want to share with you the biohacking tips that propelled us into that creative season. So whether you're a night owl like me or an early riser like Michelle, these tips will help you elevate your sleep game and consequently your creativity as well. So Michelle, you're the health coach. Why don't you take the lead and let's dive in on biohacking our sleep. Okay, so I will try not to bore you with too many details, but before we get into those tips specifically, I do want to take a quick moment to talk about what happens when sleep becomes that rare commodity. You know, lack of sleep isn't just a minor inconvenience. It's a disruptor of our body's delicate balance for the hormones, for metabolic systems, for all kinds of important things. And so when we fall short on those recommended hours, which I want to clearly say are different for everyone, the quality of sleep will diminish. And so there's, when I say quality of sleep diminishing, I'm talking about the levels of deep sleep and REM sleep. You know, and, and sometimes they can get out of order and, and disrupt those rhythms. And so those, those are crucial stages where your body repairs itself and your brain actually files away memories and um, also helps you connect dots that might not have been clearly connected in your daily life. But then as you're sleeping, you're able to make those connections. That makes a lot of sense on the creative side for me with my poetry because when I was getting really good sleep, the connections were just like firing like mad in my poetry. I was like, oh, this connects to this and this connects to this. And all of a sudden I was like getting all these word images and allusions to all these different things. And that makes a lot of sense that my brain actually had a really good file structure 
to pull from for my creative endeavors because of my quality of sleep. Right. And so science has found that people who go to sleep after 11 p.m. diminish the returns of that deep sleep and REM sleep. So even just being able to go to bed by 11 makes a huge difference. So anyway, let's get back on track. So in that scenario of diminishing of sleep, you know, things to pay attention for will be like memory loss or attention span. Your decision-making capabilities will take a hit. And the reason why I'm trying to give you these um, things to look out for is because the lack of sleep is different for everyone as well. Same as different amounts of sleep is needed for everyone. So it's hard to say how much is enough to be diminished diminished on sleep. But sleep de- deprivation, it will also not only affect you cognitively, but it heightens those emotional responses that you have. You know, you may, um, it, it'll make you more reactive in situations where something may have not bothered you as much before. And uh, challenges will become more of a mountain instead of the anthill that it might have been in a normal sleep pattern cycle. Yeah, I think most of us know that to be true. When we're lack of sleep, sleep deprived, we're so much easier to be triggered, so much easier for just any small thing to be a big deal, way bigger than it should be. Yeah. And think about when you have a baby. I mean, I know when I had the twins, (laughs) poor Jonathan would get home and I would just be crying and he would ask me why. And I'm like... I don't even know. <laughs> <You> know? <laughs> yeah, now we know she wasn't sleeping I at all. Sleeping. <laughs> so anyway, in the in that emotional regulation, um, you know, it's also it's very closely tied to those cognitive processes. And so when you have the cognitive decline, your emotional um, capacity and mental capacity will decline and wane as well. You know, so they'll both be compromised. But then. After those have both been compromised, usually your body can handle a little bit more push. You know, you're able to kind of, um, at a muscle memory, keep pushing through. But even after you've had the cognitive and emotional start declining, you'll start seeing the physical body functions changing. You know, your immune system regulation. Jonathan and I, we both have been pushing it hard. And what happened to us this week? Yeah, we're both, if you can't tell from our voices... We're both getting over colds. So, yeah. You know, but then you'll also have hormonal imbalances. So, things like cortisol, weight gain, endocrine disrupting, you know, a thyroid, testosterone, all of that is highly affected by lack of sleep. You know, your metabolic processes. And so, sleep is not something to be taken lightly. So, I hope I made that point clear so that we can move into what are good biohacking tips. So now that you're armed with this knowledge and hopefully more motivated and better equipped. Well, hopefully more motivated. That's the key. I mean, that's the key thing. Right. Because it's so eye-opening just to realize sometimes getting over your creative block could just be as simple as taking a nap. Right. Like taking care of yourself. Right. Yes. And so this wasn't fear tactics by any means. Jonathan and I are not motivated in that manner, but it is hopefully eye-opening to help you to see the value of sleep. And so these biotapping tips that we're about to share, they're not just sleep aids, but they're secret weapons to recalibrating your life and hopefully propelling you towards that thriving that you're looking for in your life as a creative in ways that you'd never have imagined. 
Okay, and so Jonathan, why don't you take it away and talk through some of those biohacking tips? Yeah, so I'm just going to try to bullet point these tips, make it really clear and concise. Um, Number one, consistent sleep schedule. Go to bed and wake up at the same time every day, even on weekends. Consistency helps regulate your body's internal clock. It's such a common thing to be like, oh, it's Saturday. I'm going to sleep in. Just don't because you get so much more out of the rest of your time by keeping your rhythms consistent. And this may be hard for some people who work jobs like our daughter, who's an EMT. And so the key in those situations will be to do your best to keep as much of your schedule, if it can't be the wake and sleep cycle, on a regular schedule. So drinking water every two hours, you know, setting an alarm to eat at the same time. And so that will also help keep circadian rhythm in track. So number two biohacking tip for your sleep, morning sun exposure. Exposure to natural light in the first 15 minutes of each day helps regulate your circadian rhythms, signaling to your body that it's time to be awake. This can improve sleep-wake cycles. So one of the most important things you can do is to wake up, throw open the windows, take a walk, just spend a few minutes soaking in some natural light. Yeah, and that's what Jonathan and I did. We took 15-minute walks every morning, you know, and I had no idea just how nice that was going to be for a marriage, for a friendship, just to get out in nature. I think that was also a big part of us learning how to beauty hunt. All right, the third tip for biohacking your circadian rhythms in your sleep cycle, control your sleep environment. Make sure that your bedroom is comfortable, quiet, and dark. Consider using earplugs if your spouse snores or there's unavoidable ambient noise outside of your house that you can't control. Use an eye mask if there's light in your environment that you can't control. Or use a white noise machine if you need to. We made sure that we both had good pillows and we put out blackout curtains in our rooms just to make sure that we had control over when it got dark and when it got light. And then the final one as far as your sleep environment goes, pick temperatures that are conductive to your sleep patterns. It's different for everybody. If it's too hot or if it's too cold, that's going to make a difference. Make sure you're comfortable in that regard. All right. The fourth tip for biohacking your circadian rhythms, create a relaxing bedtime routine. Not hygiene, routine. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. So establish a pre-sleep routine to signal to your body that it's time to wind down. Exposure to screens and blue light prior to sleep actually signals your body that it's time to be awake. So if you can pick a time that, um, Michelle, how long before bedtime should this be to turn off your devices? About an hour. And if that's not possible, because it's in many cases for some people, that's not possible. You can get blue light blocking glasses. There are apps on your phone or your devices that you can uh, deploy to switch over to blocking that blue light. Yeah, I know on my phone, I can set up a schedule where my phone will actually switch to less blue light at a certain time period. Right. At evening time. So it helps me get in that 
that space signaling in my body that it's time to go to sleep. But, you know, we chose an hour before bed. And um, during that time frame, we would go and set out our clothes for the next morning, make our lunches, you know, do those kinds of things that helped prepare you for the morning as well that you wanted to do anyways. And then, you know, just nighttime conversation or playing a board game or reading a book, you know? And also, I know not only is it good to reduce your exposure to screens, but do whatever you can to utilize natural lighting in that hour before bedtime. More on the natural incandescent or candles, that actually helps your body get into that rhythm of, oh, it's time to start winding down. It's time to start getting ready for sleep. It mentally gets you in that rhythm. Yeah. And, you know, one more last thing about a relaxing bedtime routine, use that time to like do something that reduces stress for you. For some people, it's taking a bath. For some, it's stretching, you know, breathing, anything that just calms you down and prepares you for that sleep cycle. You know, it's funny because it used to be a joke that sleeping was just for your beauty sleep, right? But it's more than just looking beautiful and awake and alert the next day. I mean, truly, I think when people referred to beauty sleep, they were talking about just you looking confident, alert, ready to go, right? Like, Well, there's a good take on it. I don't need my beauty rest. I need my beauty hunting rest. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. So if you value your creativity, and if you're listening to this podcast, that's probably you. Yeah then you should also value your sleep. It is one of the most overlooked ingredients to not just the quality of life, but quality of creativity. And we want to help you guys get to an area where you're not just getting by, but you're thriving in your life, thriving in your creativity. And with each restful night, you increase your mental capacity to play with the ideas and to imagine again and to Increase your access to awe and wonder and fascination. There is a vibrant life that is fueled by the magic of rejuvenating sleep. So the secret sauce to creativity-rich existence is having sweet dreams. That's right. That's right. I love that. You know, and we want you guys not only to just make it like you said, but we want you to overflow, you know? The Bible talks about that overflow. When you're filled up, you have something to give away. And that's what we do, right? As creatives, when we're filled up, we have something to give away. And that makes the world a more beautiful place. So today, if you have enjoyed this episode, we would encourage you to get it out and share it with somebody. You know, this is one of those topics that Not only just people who would consider themselves creatives would thrive, but I think anybody, since it's a foundational basic for our physiological being, anybody could benefit. So we just ask that you would get out there and share this episode with someone. And if you've yet to leave a review, please hop on over to our Apple podcast page and leave that review so that we can maybe one day share your review on here too. Awesome. And if you thought this episode was boring then take a nap and it's still a win. (laughs) That's right. That's right. (laughs) Thank you for joining us on the Beauty Hunters podcast. I hope this episode has encouraged you. If so, would you please take 30 seconds and share it with other creatives in your life? And please leave a quick written review on Apple Podcasts. Your reviews keep us inspired and help more people discover the podcast. 
Okay, time for us to hit the road. We're off to our next art show. We'll meet you back on Monday for another episode. Until our next encounter, always remember that your creativity will make the world a more beautiful place.